You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, October, excuse me, November 14th. This is Locked On Hoosiers. Your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. IU women's basketball team, big, big statement win on Monday night, traveling to Tennessee. And knocking off the Vols comfortably, if I'm being honest. 79-67. to 67. IU dictated this game from start to finish. And, and I just want to start big picture on this. Because if you would have told me five years ago um, that IU would go into a legacy program like Tennessee and win on the road, just that alone would have been unfathomable to me the way Indiana did it uh, considering the circumstances around they're a a new look team this year considering what they lost just everything about where this program is um, and the way they controlled this game it's hard to believe that this is where Indiana women's basketball is right now but Tennessee is a top 15 team like I said a legacy program one of the blue bloods of women's college basketball it still matters to to beat a program like that and we talked at the end of last season how that was a step indiana was gonna have to get to with uconn Uh, uconn and tennessee even now are still at different levels but uconn another legacy program this was a, a this was a milestone moment for indiana women's basketball to beat tennessee on the road this was a huge huge win this felt like something really important on Monday night. The way they did it, like I said, was controlling. This game was played at IU's tempo from start to finish. They led for almost the entirety of this game. 37 minutes, 27 seconds. They held the lead in this one. Now, Tennessee was without Jordan uh, Horston, who we mentioned before on Monday's episode as someone who uh, was one of the best players, perhaps the best player for Tennessee. They did not have her due to injury. That played a a factor in this one, but Indiana jumped out early on. Uh, They trailed 6-4, but that was about it. They really uh, blew this game open into the third quarter. Um, They led 22-14 after one. Uh, And that lead grew to double digits at halftime. And like I said, very early third quarter, 45-29 was where this lead topped out at. Uh, Tennessee predictably made a run and made a run into the fourth quarter. IU never looked rattled and came up with some big plays. Um, They were a very cool, calm, and collected bunch down the stretch and knew what they needed to do. And got some big plays, uh, Grace Berger jumper, a couple McKenzie Holmes layups. 
fouled a little too much in the fourth quarter for my liking, but um, they didn't allow uh, Tennessee to go on any sort of run when it absolutely mattered. They shut them down. Tennessee only had four field goals in that fourth quarter. One of those came very late when the game was over. Um, like I said, they went to the line 11 times in that fourth, but ultimately IU got the job done and it was their defense that led the way. Tennessee shot 39.3% uh, from the field. Just the way Indiana played this game was they never looked uncomfortable. It was played at IU's tempo. It was play. IU was able to get out on the break. They outscored Tennessee 21 to two in fast break points. Some of that was live ball turnovers. Um, we mentioned that would be something that Indiana could potentially take advantage of, but Indiana was able to get out and go a bit in transition and punish Tennessee um, throughout the night. This was a really physical game, though. IU may have controlled this game, but they also earned this game. Tennessee uh, was banging around. This game turned um, very physical. A lot of trips to the free throw line, especially in the second half. A lot of fouls called. Uh, a couple players fouling out. There were 40 total fouls called in this one, a foul per minute. And But IU hung in there. They didn't get... Um, discouraged or uh, they were banging around just as much. They were drawing fouls. They were getting in there and they outdueled Tennessee kind of in that matter or in that manner. If you look kind of in the paint where all the physicality was, IU won the rebounding battle 35 to 33. They won the points in the paint battle 30 to 20. They won the second chance points battle 17 to 10. Uh, when this game got physical, IU answered the bell and they just played that way and did it better than Tennessee on the night. Uh, the second half in the fourth quarter, Tennessee might've had the edge later in the game, but IU had such a, um, big league and, and controlled the game so much early on that, uh, they were able to kind of absorb some stuff late from Tennessee and still hang on, and it never really felt like things were in danger. There was a couple moments where, you know, it was maybe a basket away from things really feeling like uh, they could be going the wrong way, but IU never let it get to that point. The calm, the, the, the poise that they showed on Monday was impressive, and like I said, the defense very focused on forcing Tennessee out of the paint and making them a jump-shooting team. Uh, Tennessee shot 39.3% from the field. 24 of their 46 uh, field goal attempts were three-pointers. They shot nine of 24 on them. Uh, I thought that they were shooting a little above their heads. Uh, we mentioned that Darby was going to be one of the big ones to watch. She was three of seven from three. Powell was three of eight. Uh, she hit a couple early on and then struggled later in the game. Uh, Jackson, the other big name for the volunteers was two of three, uh, but IU was not necessarily content, but they wanted to force Tennessee outside of the paint and it worked. Um, when the shots needed to, to come, they weren't there for Tennessee because IU was clogging up the paint, making things difficult. They forced 15 turnovers, uh, 15 points off turnovers for IU. They won that battle as well. 
there wasn't really anywhere outside of three-point shooting that IU was not just the better team on Monday night. You can look at any kind of head-to-head stat. They shot from the field better. They shot from the free throw line better. More rebounds overall. They were out-rebounded by one on the offensive boards, but we already said they won the second chance battle. More assists, fewer turnovers, more points off the bench, uh, more blocks, more fast break points, steals. Just up and down, this was a decisive win for Indiana. And again, just putting it into context that they went into Tennessee and had a decisive win over the Volunteers. Let that soak in uh, because that is not something I thought I'd ever say about Indiana women's basketball. This was a big win, a big night, a big performance from the team. It was a team effort. We're going to talk about a couple of the players here, but this was overall a team effort. Uh, A lot of people stepped up in this one. That's what this program has been the last few seasons, just a, a team stepping up and coming up with big wins, and that's what it was again on Monday. Let's highlight some of those individuals that had the big performances, a lot of names you would expect in this one. Before we do that, though, if you've thought about securing your home with home, with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Hoosiers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year. In an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That is their biggest discount of the year. It is half off. Do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get podcasts. Let's look at some of the individuals that stepped up in the victory. The The biggest one, especially down the stretch for the Hoosiers, was Mackenzie Holmes. 16 points, 10 rebounds, a couple of assists in this one. Went 7 of 12 from the field. She was tasked with defending some big bodies on Monday night, and especially in Tamari Keel, or Key, excuse me, um, and she she did it without fouling, which was perhaps the most important part for Indiana because they did have foul trouble around her. She stayed on the court, and down the stretch, uh, she was the one that got a couple of big baskets late. Uh, Tennessee was kind of forced into this extended 2-3 zone, um, and Indiana did really a magnificent job of putting themselves in the right positions to run clock but then also be ready to attempt to score late in the shot clock. Um, they put somebody right at the at the free throw line that broke down the defense. Chloe Moore McNeil did it last and threw a, a great kind of blind pass to 
Mackenzie Holmes, it's one of those things where you just have played with someone long enough that you know she's going to be there. She knew Mackenzie Holmes was going to be there, and she was. Got the late layup. Uh, one of a few that she had, like I said, late to seal this one. Um, a really impressive performance from her. She she looks fully healthy. She looks back to how she did when Indiana was at its best. Uh, she was everything Indiana needed her to be on both ends of the floor on Monday. Played 34 minutes. Uh, was really impressive in this one. Did have a couple turnovers on some travels. Um, but outside of that, that was the only kind of bad part of the game. Great showing from her. Sarah Scalia joined her in Team High Honors with 16. Uh, She did it 5 of 14 shooting, 2 of 9 from 3. But she stepped up as well. 35 minutes. um, Played a a big role in this win. For someone that is new to the program and kind of new to these types of games, I mean... With all due respect to Minnesota, you're not going into Tennessee very often and expecting to compete and win. Uh, that's what Indiana was expecting on Monday, and she didn't. She looked completely ready for that. 16 points, four rebounds, an assist, a block, a steal. Um, great play on both ends of the floor. Got out in transition a couple of times and finished. Um, she was as big as anyone in this game and fitting in seamlessly with this team. You can see why Terry Morin wanted her and she's, she was a big part of this win. Like I said, you can see why she wanted to come here to play in games like this. She was ready for the moment. She stepped up and was a huge part in Indiana coming away with a, a memorable win. Grace Berger, obviously someone that's always worth mentioning, 13 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, doing what she always does, which is a little bit of everything. She as well had a big bucket late, stepped just inside the three-point line, knocked down a uh, jumper as the shot clock was running down. Uh, Again, if you want to talk about poise, calm, cool, she sets the tone for Indiana in that regard, and it's probably not a, a surprise that Indiana kind of follows her lead in those moments. Grace is never sped up, never looks f- uh, flustered or anything. IU never looks sped up or flustered as well. And if you can get Grace Berger and McKenzie Holmes to give you 29 points and 20 rebounds uh, with eight assists combined, you're going to be in just about every game at the very least, if not winning just about every game. Chloe Moore McNeil returning to her home state, Tennessee, uh, was 4 of 10 from the field, but three of those were three-pointers, went 4 of 4 at the line, 15 points, five assists, a couple of rebounds, a block, three steals, a really strong performance from her. She's kind of taken her game up a step, and she is very comfortably someone that I can rely upon now. She played 36 minutes, only Grace Berger played more minutes than her. So um, considering where she was at this point last year to where she is now, a huge jump for her. Uh, we talked a lot about that this offseason, but impressive in that regard from her. And then you have a, a host of role players. IU did not go that deep 
on their bench. Um, they used it a bit. Their five starters obviously played. Uh, Yarden Garzon was in foul trouble. First half, uh, she looked, I don't want to say overwhelmed. She got in a little bit of foul trouble. Struggled to just kind of get herself into the game. There was a brief stretch in the second half where she looked a little more assertive, uh, scored, um, found Mackenzie Holmes with a really nice interior pass, set her up for a basket. But ultimately, the fouls kind of kept her out of a rhythm for most of the night. She fouled out of the game, four points, a couple of assists, a rebound, two blocks and a steal in 22 minutes. I mean, you'll... These games are going to come. She's still a freshman. I know she had that really big first game. These games are still going to come. She still showed some moments, some flashes. I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. It was just kind of one of those games. Sydney Parrish, though, man, she has been quite the spark off the bench. She was the one who stepped in for Garzon when she was in foul trouble, when she eventually fouled out. Sydney Parrish is one tough player, man. 27 minutes, went 3 of 9 from the field, uh, 2 of 7 from the three-point line, but had 13 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, had to mix it up with the bigs for Tennessee, was getting herself into the uh, the lane, fighting for rebounds, had 3 offensive rebounds, uh, was not afraid to mix it up, was all over the place for Indiana, uh, creating havoc, forcing turnovers, drawing fouls, She's been a spark off the bench. Um, you can understand in that regard why uh, Terry Morin went with her off the bench, and she's effectively a sixth starter right now. On Monday, she played more minutes than Garzon, who started because of that foul trouble. Uh, Indiana doesn't win this game without Sydney Parrish. She was uh, huge in this game and is a very important player to this team. Now, outside of those six, there weren't a lot of minutes elsewhere. Lily Meister had to play a little bit in the fourth quarter because of foul trouble. Uh, she had 2,002 minutes. Uh, Lexis Bargesser played a little bit. Again, two minutes. Attempted one shot and made it uh, but and had a foul. Alyssa Geary only played five minutes. Uh, had a block and a foul. This was a, a really big test really early in the season, and I think Terry Morin went with the players she knew she could rely upon. Uh, that was the starters and Sydney Parrish, and that was a lot of veterans in that. Garzon, the only one among those that was not a veteran. Uh, Scalia and Parrish might be new to the program, but they're veteran college players. Like they, they know what these games are like. And then obviously Chloe Grace McKenzie, um, she relied on, on experience and I wouldn't, I mean, that doesn't shock me at this point in the season, maybe by February, um, early March, you would hope that maybe Geary, Bargesser, Meister can factor into those, uh, into that rotation, especially those latter two. But on Monday, I mean, that was a really big win for Nina. It's not, they, they needed that win, but I mean, you want to win that game, and to do that, she relied on her experience, her veterans, and they got her the win. It was the right call. So uh, big games from, from all five of those, five players in double figures. 
just a really, really big win, a really, really big statement for Indiana at this point in the season. So hats off to Terry Moore and hats off to this women's basketball team. Um, what a moment, what a game, what a win. That's their biggest non-conference game of the season. So uh, that was as big of a statement as I was going to be able to make until, until the Iowa game, probably maybe the Maryland game, depending on how that shakes out. But that was a that was an early big statement for Indiana in this season. Let's talk about the men's soccer draw. I was wrong. IU is a seeded team. We'll tell you where they fell uh, in the bracket here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. They're your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Saturday, the Hoosiers are going to go up against Michigan State as a ten and a half point underdog. That uh, Michigan State has struggled, but that um, I don't know. I I don't have a lot of faith in Indiana right now. I bet on Ohio State minus forty uh, last Saturday, and they covered. So it's gonna be it's gonna take a lot for me not to bet against the Hoosiers right now. If you guys want to uh, place your bets today, head to the website betonline dot net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Let's talk men's soccer. The draw was on Monday. Uh, the Hoosiers were a seeded team. A little bit to my surprise. Uh, they were the only seeded Big Ten team. Granted, they did make the Big Ten title game, but they again, they were the only seeded Big Ten team. They get the number 13 seed in this one. Uh they will play the winner of St. Louis and Memphis. That game will be played at 8 o'clock on the 17th, which is Thursday. I had to look over at my calendar. The winner of that game will then play Indiana on Sunday uh, at a to-be-determined t- time. But the Hoosiers are a seeded team. And they're going to get a chance to uh, come away with a, a another NCAA tournament victory if they win that game in the other kind of part of their region is number four seed Virginia they will face the winner of Elon and Marshall obviously the Hoosiers have some history with Marshall in the uh, title game a few few seasons ago uh Marshall, obviously not a seeded team. I've taken a bit of a step back since then, but there's the possibility of a rematch. Um, I believe that game, theoretically, if it would happen, would be hosted at IU as well. So a rematch at home against Marshall, I'm sure, would draw some fans out to that one. Um, But most likely, this will be a game against Virginia where the Hoosiers are going to have to win on the road. Now, the Hoosiers won two games on the road in Big Ten play to get to the Big Ten title game. So I'm not counting them out in any way, shape, or form in this one. Um, Nonetheless, again, little surprise Indiana was seeded. I just kind of looked at the standings, looked at where teams landed in the Big Ten. I mean, IU has the potential. It feels like a a little bit of a surprise to me that they were seeded. A lot of teams the Hoosiers came up against uh, this season also in this tournament. Uh, first though, I mean, if you look at this, forgot to mention this, if you look at this little region Indiana has, including Virginia, 
there are a lot of national titles in this region. This is basically a lot of the blue bloods of men's soccer. IU obviously has eight national titles. They actually trail St. Louis for men's soccer national titles. They have 10. Um, all of those have come long, long ago. Uh, they won the College Cup uh, 10 times, and only two of those have come since 1974. Um, now, they were a dominant force in the 60s and 70s, um, but again, only two of those have come since 1974, but still, they have won 10. Virginia has won seven, so that's your little blue blood region down there uh, in the corner there of the bracket. But again, I use opponents. They lost a number one seed overall, Kentucky, 3-0 earlier this season. They beat number 16 seed overall, Akron, 2-0 earlier in this season. So there is some experience playing a couple of these teams. Uh, you have some Big Ten teams mixed in there as well. Um, Ohio State makes it unseeded. Rutgers makes it unseeded despite winning the Big Ten tournament. Maryland makes it unseeded despite winning the Big Ten regular season. Um, so again, surprising a little bit that these teams weren't seeded over Indiana. I'm not complaining. I just, it's not what I expected necessarily. Uh, so this will be a, an interesting tournament for the Hoosiers Last season, obviously, they fall on the road in overtime to Washington. Um, they're go that was a number two Washington team. IU's going to have to have a, another big game to move out of kind of the, the mini region into the quarterfinals for this one. So, uh, or excuse me, into the yeah quarterfinals. So, we'll see how this all pans out. IU will be in action on Sunday. We'll give you an update on Friday's episode of who they will be playing. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to do a men's basketball show. Uh, just kind of assess some things through the first two games as we get set for the Hoosiers to take on Xavier on Friday. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the big stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all of that great stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, everybody have a great Tuesday. And as always, LEO.